Welcome to the Booker's Alliance podcast, where we hold the pencil and the pencil is power. Coming at you right now is your host, Marky Mark, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Donaldson. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing landscape of professional wrestling. So hang on tight, you jabronis, and enjoy the ride. Ah, welcome in, welcome in, everybody. Grab yourself a ringside seat, and let's sit down and enjoy our conversation for today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the best announced team, what our picks are. Uh, so for, before we get started today, though, we want to talk about something real serious, though. Uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, the King, Jerry Lawler. Uh, we want to uh, wish him the best. Uh, he just had a, uh, a massive stroke. Obviously, though, he's he's had a cardiac event live on the air before. Uh, so we wanted to give a shout out to the King, Jerry Lawler. And uh, actually, we need to uh, let's let's uh, pop a top here to uh, Mr. Lawler. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we, we thank Mr. Lawler for all of his commentary over the years. And uh, like we said, we wish him best. Um, but, you know, what is an announced team? What is that announced team? So, Frank, what, what's what's some of your uh, ideology about what an announced team is? Oh, the announced team for me, I mean, it's I think you said it best. We were talking right before we went on air. I think you said it was the soundtrack to the event as a whole. You know, they really carry you through that story. You know, they advance the storyline. They carry you through the match. Some announced teams, you know, they get real technical and they, you know, they get real in-depth with the moves. Other announced teams, they're just kind of fly-by-night. They're just having a good time. But, you know, when there's a lull in the match, they can get you going and keep that TV audience really interested in something that they may or may not be interested in otherwise. Absolutely. So, you know, when we say soundtrack, you know, what are, what are we meaning by that? Well, you know, the 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 match itself, you know, it has its own soundtrack, whether it be the 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 punches, the body slams, the the sound of the steel chair. But sometimes the emotion comes from what you're hearing on your television set from the announced team, whether it be, you know, Jr. going ham over Austin or whether it be. Uh, you know, the king going ham over puppies, <laughs> you know, so whether it be something like that or whether it be somebody just taking a moment to explain. I mean, you got to think, what if somebody's blind out there watching the product? You know, they, they are their their eyes yeah, the uh, to, eyes and ears of the show. Right. So, you know, when you're on TV watching it there, you hear that soundtrack. But when you're in the stands. You don't hear any of that. And the first time I went to a live event, that blew me away. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it makes it a lot different when you're sitting in the stands, you're watching. All you hear is the sound of the ring, you know, as they do their slams and whatnot. You hear, blah, 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 blah. You're, you know, like you said a minute ago about the steel chair. You hear the crack of that in the arena. But other than that, I mean, you're in complete silence throughout Short of when the announcer comes out there, you know, the ring announcer is the only, you know, speaking you hear. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just to, to, to not have that experience um, here in, you know, that announced team, it, it's definitely jarring. And, and sometimes if you take a fan who's never been before and, and they sit down and they go, oh, this is weird. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, we can hear everything. What in the world? 
And then you know, sometimes you can also hear the people calling the spots in the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know, you know that if it was John Cena, you couldn't see him, but you sure could hear. Yeah, him. you could definitely hear. Him, <laughs> he'll, he'll let you know what's coming. But you know, I guess that was a version of ring announcing, just the literal sense of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we want to dig into our topic: the best announced team. Uh, so Frank's got a pick. Uh, Marky Mark here's got a pick. Uh, so we'll let Frank go over his pick first. All right. Well, I'm pulling back all the way back to my youth here. I'm pulling back to my original broadcast team, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. To me, they were the best team, tandem announced team in all of wrestling. They also hosted the Primetime Wrestling Show that we've referenced on previous episodes as well. But just the two of those guys together, I mean, you could genuinely see that they A, liked each other, and B, they had that chemistry that a real good announced team needs to carry that kind of sh- You know, they, right. they carried WrestleManias. They carried primetime. They carried the Saturday morning show. I mean, you know, those two guys ring announcing on the grandest stage of them all, as you would say. You know, they just carried me through. And I know I hear a lot of people say the voice of my childhood. For me, they were the voice of my childhood. When I thought of wrestling, you know, I thought of Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. I never even knew they were wrestlers, you know, as a kid. I, You know, I, as I got older, I found out, you know, what Gorilla did in the ring and that right. Bobby was an actual wrestler in the ring. Up until that, though, I only knew Bobby Heenan as a manager and Gorilla Monsoon as a quote-unquote commissioner. You know, I come to find out later on in the in time that Gorilla actually owned a stake in the company. I mean, you know, that, that's information I wouldn't have put together, but... Hey, you know, but being an owner of it, you know, he had a vested interest in getting that, getting the product over, you know, getting it popularized or whatnot. And I feel like him and Bobby sitting at that announce table, they did just that. Absolutely. So one thing that I remember about uh, Gorilla and and Bobby, uh, the banter back and forth between the two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've never laughed so hard sometimes at the the comments they have between each other. Um, As Frank says, you know, his job is here to pop. You know, me and I, Heenan would be trying to pop Gorilla. Oh, yeah. And then Gorilla would try to pop Heenan. I oh, mean, yeah. it was back and forth. But Gorilla I always, tell you, give you a will you stop it and <laughs> out, of, out of the complete blue nowhere. Right. Bobby just be rambling and rambling. And then all of a sudden, Gorilla, will you stop? And yep. Bobby would just clam up real quick. I can only imagine how fast they were hitting that mute button. <laughs> and then, you know, Bobby was the antagonist. Oh, yeah. He was the heel. He, yeah. he, he, he was color. He, he was color. He, he was color comedy. Yeah. Before we knew what color commentary was, absolutely. But he would get on Gorilla's nerves, and oh, just, you could tell. But it was a a beautiful relationship between the two because you got to see how much these guys were vested in the stories, but they also helped you as the watcher understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. They would give you the breakdown a little bit. They obviously give you some of the play by play of everything that's going on, mm-hmm. but. The one thing that I always remember from Heenan was he had to get the villain over. Oh yeah, that was well, like for his the most main part. Spot. They were in his, they were in his Heenan family. You Absolutely, know, so he had a job to do with them. It's crazy that you say that because Gorilla Monsoon is kind of who I remember most. I mean, I remember the hilarious comments, you know, the humanoids comments and things like that that Bobby would say, but. Gorilla Monsoon actually got me through science class as a young as a young boy because I mean he knew words that I could go to school and pop off the next day because right. I'd stay up late to watch that primetime wrestling. I can remember being in science class in fifth grade or something like that. So I'm 
11, 12, whatever, and explain it to my teacher what the external occipital protuberance area was. <laughs> and the teacher said, what? The and what? I, <laughs> exactly. And I said, the external occipital, it, it's the little bump on the back of your head. And that's exactly how Gorilla would deliver it. <laughs> Anybody out there who's listening that watches those old prime times or those old wrestling shows, you've heard that before. But anytime somebody would fall on the back of their head, Gorilla tell them, he just hit the external occipital protuberance area. And Bobby would always be like, he'd say, what? <laughs> what? And he'd say, it, it's the little bump on the back of your head. So, yeah, I mean, being able to tell your science teacher that your science teacher looking at you having no clue what you're talking about and you're just up there just saying it like you sound like you know like you know exactly what you're saying stuff like that just made them so memorable to me i mean you know again as a young guy growing up you don't know that kind of stuff no. but being able to say hey i learned that from wrestling i mean teachers would just hate hearing that they just hated it <laughs> So that takes us in, you know, from one era of an announced team with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Uh, we'll go into my pick uh, for my favorite announced team, which was good old JR and Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so obviously they were the announced team that was the soundtrack for the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. um, some of the stuff that they were saying on the air. There's no way you would get away with that now. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No, absolutely not. <laughs> As a youngin', I was trying my best to keep up and understand what they was talking about. But, you know, when King was talking about puppies, hey, we all understand. We all, look, oh, yeah. Puppies are cuddly. They're cute. They're yeah. snuggling with a puppy. I mean, come uh, on now. Yeah. What was not to love about puppies? I mean, nothing wrong with a motorboat with a puppy. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, what, why not? I, I knew right. So I was a little bit older in the Attitude Era. So, yeah, when King was talking about that, I was right in there with him. I'm like, yep, everything, everything the King saw, I saw. <laughs> so he always had that quick uh, just just quip about him. He, he had always had something to say. Uh, again, whether it be PC or not PC back then, it didn't matter. It just flew. Hey, it was a lot of West back then. <laughs> and then you had good old JR, which JR had a way of trying to keep the king wrangled in. He was trying to make sure he was, you know, keeping focus. And, you know, if there was a lady manager down by the ring, you know, he wasn't letting the king <laughs> lose his focus. Oh, yeah. But the king also, or uh, JR also, some of the best sound bites that I can remember. JR talking about Austin stomping a mud hole in him and walking uh -huh. him dry. Yeah. Or when Taker threw Mankind off the hell in the cell and he, oh my God, he's broken in half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, oh my God, he's busted. Busted open. There you we'll, go. We'll come back to busted there open you there. Go. So, oh my God, he's busted open. You know, Dave Lugreca. Uh huh. Yeah. Send us, a, send us a shout out. Yeah, give us some love. Give us some love. <laughs> but, you know, that, that tandem, the way that they talk to each other, it was also that same relationship Heenan and, Mo and Monsoon mm -hmm. had. Yep. Uh, they played off each other. They riffed off each other very well. And, you know, and they were friends. I they think, were I friends. I think that made a big difference in it because they were friends. So they knew what they could lean into. And, you know, they had that chemistry together where they knew, hey, if I go down this road here, if, you know, either the other guy could pull me back if I need to. Or they could just compound on it, you know, just make it, you know, bigger than bigger than what you already had it. So yeah, that definitely works good for them. And you know, Jr. One of the most animated men that I've ever seen behind the mic and, and sitting there as on the announce team. Uh, definitely, you know, just a uh, boisterous, loud. You know, it's Austin. You know, it's just mm -hmm. you know all that. Uh, I loved hearing all that. 
um, the king um, played that heel antagonist yeah. at times, just yeah. like Heenan did. Yep. Uh, also would drive Jr. crazy. You yep. know, just you know, Jr. Like I said before, would have to wrangle him back in. Yep. Well, they found a formula that worked, and you know, they just they Absolutely. stuck with him. They were able to find two guys who could. Just, you know, expand on it. Just make it, again, bigger than it was before. You know, they took the Gorilla and Bobby formula and they just made it bigger for the Attitude Era. Yep. And then, you know, JR had his stroke and it took a... a Mel's palsy. Yeah. It was it was a little bit just... Uh, it took a little bit away. But then as you saw his dedication to how he wanted to still do what he was doing. Mm -hmm. It made him more endearing. Yep. You wanted to hear him talk more. And then obviously all the crap that he went through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also made him more endearing. Oh yeah. Uh, him. Was it him? Was he part of the kiss my ass club? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, he definitely part, got in there. He was an early yeah. inductee in that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And then came pouring gasoline on. Yeah. Him yeah. They set him on fire. Oh my God. He's on fire. <laughs> he's on. As you heard J.R. Bellowing. Ah. <laughs> so, ah, poor so, yeah, so it, that was, you know, that's that's my favorite announced team throughout the eras. I think uh, what I liked about him, I, so JR, I, I listen to JR's podcast now, Grill and JR, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's great listen and great storytelling. But I think what I liked most about JR's announcing was that he was a fan. Absolutely. So he says it on his cast all the time. You know, he never wanted to know the finish because he wanted to see it just like we were seeing it. So he could call it genuine. He always said, you know, if I knew what was going to happen, I can't be genuine out there. And I believe that's true. You know, as I live, you know, as I watch him back now, you know, and I say, hey, you know, that guy was really invested in what was going on just because he was a fan of the business and he was a fan of that in-ring product. I think that's what made him so but you know so so able to relate to you know so so you know capable of carrying over like that and the king you know with again being a former in-ring talent you know the king had been multiple time heavyweight champion right. in uswa and memphis wccw awa the king knows all about wrestling and all that but instead of having to get into that deep you know i'll break the hole down this that and the other king was able to be so eccentric and so out there and so funny, I mean, you know, their combination was just amazing. Absolutely. So that's kind of our picks um, for uh, the the top announced teams that, that we see fit. But we do have uh, some other honorable mentions that we want to talk about. Yeah, I definitely wanted to give a couple of honorable mentions here because, um, you know, again, through my childhood, when you weren't hearing – Bobby and Gorilla on the announce table. On the other side, you were getting Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body Ventura. For me, they were a great announce duo simply because they were the the antithesis of Gorilla and Bobby. Vince was so straightforward. He was so solid. You know, he there was no comedy. There was no and Vince was just that guy. He would throw comedic jabs out there, but his delivery wasn't that of a comedian. His delivery was straightforward. He was just the, you know, the bull forward guy. You know, there is no, there is no fumbling. There is no hesitation. None of that. And Jesse was kind of the same way. You know, Jesse would, he was snarky. You know, Jesse would make those cut down. Like, you know, I'll always remember Jesse the body calling Tito Santana, Chico Santana. Right. And, you know, just other guys. He, he would, he had just those names for that. He was just snarky. He was more of the, adult humor kind of guy that 
you know, to counter kind of Bobby was more, you know, for the younger crowd. Like I said, me as a young child, I could follow Bobby's humor. Jesse's humor, I could appreciate a lot more as I got older. He would have been much better suited for the Attitude Era. Right. You know, if there, if there was no king, we would have been good to have a Jesse, Jesse. at that time. Cause, I yeah, agree with I that. Mean, I know Jesse and Jim Ross did some work over at WCW, but uh, from what JR says, he didn't really like it because he said by the time they those two guys got together, he wasn't really invested in WCW anymore. So right. didn't really get a good mesh there. But yeah, Vince and Jesse, they were definitely a good combo there that we want to give an honorable mention to for announced teams. Absolutely. And I'd like to give one to current day. Uh, the team of Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so Michael Cole has been in this business for 20 plus years. He's been around the horn. People have fallen out of love with Michael Cole, <laughs> fallen back in love with uh-huh. Michael Cole. Uh, I was always there for the rocks, uh, beratement oh, yeah. of Michael Cole. <laughs> and I, I, I hated seeing Michael Cole though, get in the ring. Uh, that was one thing I wish he'd have never done. You weren't a coal miner. No, I was not a uh, coal miner. <laughs> yeah. I, if you were one, you would have been the one. So, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, uh, duo the, of him with Pat McAfee, um, one thing I love about Pat, not going to talk about his in-ring work, but talking about just him on the mic. Dude is a fan. He's just yeah. like us. Yeah, he's a genuine fan. He he sits there. He watches the product. And, you know, listening to his podcast show, he, he watches wrestling as a fan when he's not yeah, tied yeah, to yeah. the commentating booth. Yep. Yep. So I, I, I commend him for that. The way that he emotes on the mic the way that he is standing up on the table during shinsuke nakamura's oh, entrance yeah. um dude i love watching pat and listening to pat yeah well I'll, I'll definitely give a shout out to pat because you know pat went to my alma mater out there wvu west virginia university the mountaineers for anybody listening uh pat's history at wvu isn't the greatest you know pat cost us a national <laughs> championship for christ's sake but and hey no shade to pat we love pat we love Absolutely. you pat um yeah you but Damn you if you'd have hit that kick. Anywho, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Yeah, I was going to say, let's move. Moving on, moving on. But um, I also wanted to send a shout out to another set of announcers for a, a wrestling promotion that we haven't really discussed yet, but I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. And that's uh, Mike Tanay and Don West. Uh, right. You know, we lost Don West not too R. long R. ago Don. here. Definitely. Um but you know he was Don West was a sales guy. You know he, from what I, you know, a lot of people did a lot of tribute shows to him after he passed, and I found out he was a QVC sales guy before he even came to wrestling. He wasn't even a wrestling fan, but he studied the product. He took time out to learn his craft so he could be good at it. And I believe when him and Mike today would sit at the booth there calling TNA, and God knows they had a lot of mess to clean up in TNA. I right. mean, you know, future TNA episodes to come later on down the road, <laughs> but we really got to wrap our minds around those to discuss them. But they had a lot of a lot of gobbledygook to cover up over there, and they were able to cover it up those two pretty well. So yeah, I appreciated them too as an honorable mention. Well, good deal. So the last point that we wanted to talk about uh, before we wrap our show up today, we want to talk about. What it's like to be a fan in the stands, not hearing the announce team, but instead creating your own announce team. Oh, yeah. And how fun that can be. Frank, expand on that for us. Oh, well, I mean, you know, and just to put it out there, you know, I don't know how many people are local to the, the southern Charlotte suburb area here, but... 
oh, what was it, two years ago, a year ago, something like that. Me and uh, Marky Mark over here, we went to, we took in a local indies show at the new baseball stadium, uh, AML Wrestling. Me and him, we got front row seats, you know, right behind where they were filming the camera at. We were right under the hard camera. And, me and, you know, and I, t- I told him, I said, hey, let's just announce this thing. You know, we it, it's indie wrestling. You know, we half knew the guys. Uh, Buddy Murphy was there. We were calling, right. you know, he was Buddy Matthews and we're calling him Buddy Murphy all night. So <laughs> we didn't necessarily have our A game that night. But I mean, just the experience, it just made the experience, you know, all the much better because we were calling it, you know, kind of like the infancy of this podcast. Absolutely. You know, that's kind of where the idea spawned from after we had so much fun doing it. But you know, hey, just doing stuff like that, you know, where you're not able to hear it, you're sitting there watching some good live wrestle with a good friend, have a good time with it, you know, call the matches, but, you know, be Bobby and Gorilla, be Jesse and, and the King, you know, or Jesse and Vince, JR and the King, you know, take it upon yourself to do that. And hey, you never know, you know, just have some fun with it. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, being entertained, raising hell, having fun. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to thank you for listening to our podcast today. Feel free to hit us up on our social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Drop us a line, drop us a comment, uh, and we'll definitely try to get back to you. And with that, everybody, oh, we got an empty beer. Ah. (laughs) With that, everybody, it's time to go get another beer, and we bid you adieu. Oh, hell yeah. Today's podcast was produced by SBP. You can find our podcast on all major podcast platforms. Also connect with us on our social media accounts. Search for The Booker's Alliance on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.